You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Girl Meets World After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girl Meets World After Show. Hey, AfterBuzzers, I am Lee Epstein, your host, alongside Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. What up? How's it going? We are doing another episode of our after show for Disney Channel's Girl Meets World. It's episode, season one, episode five, Girl Meets the Truth. Yeah, the truth. The truth. The truth. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so I loved this episode because, you know what, it's important to know the difference between when it's okay to sort of tell a white lie mm-hmm. and when you just really need to be honest with people. Exactly. I mean, I struggle with this. I'm sure we all do because you don't want to say to someone, make them feel bad when they ask you, like, how was I? Like, Farkle asking mm-hmm. them and then Riley was like, you were great and then he's filled with all this false confidence. Right. But, to bring that full circle, I like how in the end where he was like, you know what, Riley, you filled me with false confidence and made me believe I could do something totally unrealistic, and he kisses her. Because how many times do parents tell kids, you can't be a star, you can't Mm. be creative, you have to go get the normal banking job you got, you can't study writing in college or literature, like you need to have a business degree. Mm -hmm. So I liked that he did that, because you know what, she did fill him with false confidence, but he wouldn't have tried if she hadn't. He had a little, do you know what chutzpah means? No. Okay, chutzpah (laughs) is like he had... Teach uh, me, teach me. (laughs) They don't say the word chutzpah in rural Pennsylvania? No, chutzpah, (laughs) it means like... um, uh, he had gall, like he had guts. You know, he had a little bit of overconfidence that allowed mm-hmm. him to to do that. Right. Um, so you know, he got the chutzpah to do it, and he he went for it, and that was that was actually cool. I, I, what I love about this episode actually is that it's a it's a nuanced issue about it's not just like. N- I don't want to say never lie or always lie, but mm-hmm. it's not an issue like that, right? There's certain times where, for example, with Corey's talking to Topanga about her chicken, yeah, he could have couched it as I think, um, I think it's Augie who says you had to say it more warmly, Dad, or someone says that. I think it might have been Augie that you know there's a way of saying things, um, and also that being honest is also important. You know that mm-hmm. I was impressed how in a 20 minute episode of a sitcom they were able to deal with a pretty nuanced issue um, and show different versions of how it plays out right. in a nuanced way in 20 minutes which I was really impressed by I mean what do you do in that situation where your friend's like how do I look in this dress and, well, yeah, and they absolutely one? look terrible what do you say <laughs> <laughs> tell us um, I try not to ever comment on clothing on people's dresses yeah but I, um <laughs> but you know that point where like people oh, ask of course, you so it's of like course. you're thinking oh my i okay i honestly will say i like it i think i like some of your other choices better mm-hmm. 
but you know this one's fine i try to say it in a way that it's obvious to them that i may not necessarily love what they did you know and i think you can do that in a nice way i think that you can be honest in a nice way because right. we see in the end of this episode when Corey, yes was making fun of topanga's chicken and augie brings him cold spaghetti he's like i would have warmed did i know it's better but i don't know how and Corey's like I'm just very appreciative that you gave me anything at all. And he's like, why didn't you say that to mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids, yeah, August doesn't exactly. do that. Like, why didn't you just say that? Sometimes the kids have a little more wisdom in their, in their innocence. Exactly, yeah. because that makes Corey realize, you know what, she doesn't have to be cooking him dinner at all. So he should be appreciative of right. whatever's on the table, unless he feels like doing it, of course. No, for sure. I mean, there's, I definitely feel like this episode has that point about how to say things in a way which is gentle and not hurtful when you want, when you need to share something honest. And it also talks about not lying. Like it talks about right. the importance of telling the truth. Yeah, let's um, go ahead and talk about the locket mystery. Exactly. So Maya has this locket that she says her father sent her from France. And of course, Riley doesn't believe her because, you know, we know that her father hasn't been paying any attention to her mm-hmm. pretty much since the season began so far and maybe her whole life, it seems. Um, and so it's hard, though, for Maya to hear that from Riley, that Riley thinks that she stole the locket. Mm-hmm. And doesn't believe her. Right, so she's defensive at first. She's very defensive. And I like that Corey is like, you know, it's oftentimes what's actually inside the locket that means the most to someone. And then we, of course, she opens it up and we see that it's a mother, daughter, and a father of family. And that Maya just likes that they're together. And that's hard, even for the viewers, because we know that she doesn't have that Yeah, at we moment. feel bad for her, All sure. All she wants sure. is that family. That representation of like a full family, and it is kind of the magic of television. How at the end of a crowded New York City subway, <laughs> she sees the exact family who's in her locket That's and the her universe. pigeon. It is the universe, and I actually <laughs> like that. You know, those are complicated issues. You know, that people think about about theology and the universe, right. and it even is referenced in when Topanga is reading. It's actually a very famous book about you know think, people thinking about the universe of bad when bad things, things happen <laughs> to good people. It's a real and then Corey's reading when bad things happen to chicken. chickens. <laughs> but it really does. I mean, these are difficult issues to touch on, even mm-hmm. in a more adult show. Right, and here you are in a show that's kid friendly on Disney Channel, and they're talking about you know the universe, you know, which some people would call I don't know karma or God or different kind of big concepts of of you know beyond ourselves. Um, Yeah, I mean, they were talking about how the universe does pay attention to all of us, and the truth always surfaces. And you know what, we do get a lot of signs in life. I feel like I do. Maybe I'm reading into everything way too much. Well, it's much. all how you read it, right? It's all how you interpret <laughs> right. your experience. But I feel like by them putting the family there, obviously it was like, it was supposed to happen. I like how when Maya did put it around the, the little girl's neck, mm. she's like, never lose this. And it wasn't even referencing the locket. It was more so referencing the family. The family, yeah, sure. I have to do a Boy Meets World reference. I'm going to try to do it every episode if I can. Okay, let's get it. So the locket. Corey actually got boxing gloves, uh, this necklace with boxing gloves from his father as sort of like an heirloom passed down. Mm-hmm. And it was like on his face when he walked, when he woke up. And like, um, Alan Matthews, his father was so excited for him to find these like boxing gloves because his father was actually like a boxer. A boxer like right. he won all these matches and it was like really important. But Corey didn't get like the significance of it and he loses it and he like dangerously 
tries to find it, and he ends up eventually going, like, back into the pool, like, scuba diving by himself in the pool or something, and Feeney finds it for him in the end, but it was just, like, that representation of, like, family, mm-hmm. and him losing it was sort of like this girl losing her locket, and I just had to throw you it out the, there. You have the parallel there, yeah. <laughs> it's not too much of a stretch. I think I like how that was the example, of, like, the locket and dealing with Maya's original dishonesty about how she found it mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and honestly, her dishonesty about her family situation, right. for a lot of reasons, probably mostly because of shame and guilt, but that was an example in this episode of when it is important to tell the truth and why lying is bad. Um, so it deals with how you have to, one ought to tell the truth most of the time and be right. honest. And when you have to be honest, there's a way of doing it um, that avoids hurting someone's feelings. And to me, that's the nuance of this discussion about honesty, truth, how to tell a white lie. You know, th- that that is the um, juxtaposition in this episode of the things that we, we talked about, all those different pieces that bring it all together in this kind of um, more less black and white and more gray conversation. It's not an easy answer, like always tell the truth and just be totally honest without sugarcoating it. Well, sometimes you can really screw things up that way and hurt people's feelings. There's a exactly. way of being honest. Um, and also, and also don't lie and, and do be honest and then telling your truth. And Topanga talks about that, you know, my truth is, um, in this episode, that's, that's really important also. Yeah, and I like that, you know, Corey asked Augie, he's like, are you saying the truth doesn't matter as much as how you treat people? Like, they kept asking Augie, and he's like, I'm only five, I don't know. Oh, that's the best. Because he has all these lines that are totally, like, wise, man. And he's like, no, 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 I'm only this many. You know, it's like all of a sudden he pulls the I'm five-year-old card after all these brilliant lines where he knows more than everyone. (laughs) Well, I just like that it's like this honesty coming from a child who's outside of the situation but can read it. Because I was, like, very quiet, not involved in... like what was going on with my family when I was younger but I was always on the outside watching and Mm -hmm. when I did say something it was like this profound truth and everyone would listen because I never spoke like the participant's (laughs) observer and yeah that is shocking I know you're making up for lost time I am I was like a I was like a mute till I was like in 7th grade I only spoke to my mom oh my gosh see I was the opposite I heard that when I was in kindergarten all the other boys would not tell their parents anything about what happened in class and I was like chatterbox (laughs) and I'd come home and tell my mom mom do you know what happened today in class well julie got in trouble and and brian uh, hit matthew and i would tell you know all these stories <laughs> and so all the other parents would call my mom and say you were the super spy what did lee say happened in class today yeah you were so augie you were oh, the totally. super spy but in school not at home because at home i was the oldest so i had no chance to be spy- mm. you know exactly all the stuff was happening to me that's funny. exactly so I like that Corey tells Topanga in the end, you know, it doesn't matter what she makes for dinner. It just matters that she's in the house with him. And I thought that was really yeah, sweet because that is it. what matters. It's like, don't criticize what she's doing for you. Say thank you mm-hmm. that she's doing anything for you at all. Right. It's also a lesson in gratitude, really. Exactly. For sure. Be thankful. Tell the truth nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what else did we learn? Um, I like the Romeo Juliet Farkle play. So Farkle kind of messes up the entire play so that he can be the one to kiss Riley and interrupts Lucas's moment. And I like how he comes back in in the end and Riley is like, did he steal your moment? And he's like, no, I'll have my moment. My so I guess that moment's coming. I know, but you just want more moments with Farkle, you know, but... 
With Farkle and Riley. Yeah. But I think the thing with Farkle, which is interesting, is I've always liked him in this show. Like, I think his comedic acting is really funny and his timing and the physical stuff. And it was, I think he was actually tap dancing. It's, right? I mean, the tapping, it did look as that a tap way. dancer myself, not as good as he is, I saw, <laughs> it looked that he was tapping exactly what I heard. So mm-hmm. I think he was really tapping, which was cool. Um, but the thing about his characters, I really do like him, though I think he can, have an inflated ego sometimes. You know, this I am Farkle. It's like a little bit like tone it down, kid. You know, like you're so cocky. And this episode kind of addresses that. Like it keeps him in check. You know, like, oh, you think you're such a star. Like, well, I love Chill. when they're like, he's like, I tried out for the for the next play. They're like, are you going to be in it? He's like, I'm not even allowed to watch. Exactly, so. because he, he he kind of was put in his place a little bit. As mm-hmm. funny as he is and as much of a ham as he is, the character I'm talking about, he, he needs to be, you know, he needs to be put in check. And when he got this super inflated sense you know. of himself, like, mm-hmm. oh, chess club, you stink, and chemistry club is for losers. Like, <laughs> I'm a star now. That's like the worst kind of star. You know, someone, yeah. we want to see people who are talented and amazing, which he is. And well-rounded. <laughs> and well-rounded, yes. And could still play chess and uh, chemistry. Yeah. But also who keep their, you know, with their fame and success, maintain their modesty and Humble. humility. Yeah. And I feel like um, this was an episode where as much as I do love him, Corey uh, Fogelmanis slash uh, Farkle, yeah. I liked. I kind of thought that was important that they that he was put in check a little bit with his <laughs> with his ego mm-hmm. on the show. That was sort of like Minkus in Boy Meets World. Whenever I think like he got a question wrong or he didn't have the answer, it was like after that he was like, "Forget it, I'm going to be a cool kid." And mm-hmm. he like dropped the whole like smart, smart kid, kid act, thing. and he like quit raising his hand and everything. So I don't know. It'll be fun to see what comes of this if he's. Gonna... But I still want him to be himself, right? You know what I mean? There's a mm-hmm. way of still being like funny and the smart kid without being obnoxious. So I agree. We'll yeah. see. Well, with that, let's go ahead and roll into predictions. Come on, can you some flashing lights, guys? Flashing lights! Ah! <laughs> this is when they actually, all the predictions just come into our head through the lights. Is that what's going on? It's coming. I our, feel I it. feel like we're getting like a, also back to fake tanning, you know, from our last episode <laughs> where we talked about fake tan. I, feel I like was it. painting my face. Orange. Orange, because I just didn't know makeup. Well, what I'm really nervous about, going back to your makeup thing, is how she says that some girls, some women, you know, step it up a little more even at night. So Ooh. if that was your daytime makeup, I'm frightened oh. to even think about you what your not, nighttime makeup was. You did not was. want to see my nighttime. I had yeah. raccoon eyes. <laughs> oh. Raccoon eyes. Like, I didn't have eyes anymore. It was just black circles. That's horrible. It oh. was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I was straightening my hair ten times a day to the point that I didn't have any hair left. You're like it was, burning it off. It was like, hey, like, I think my first layer was like bangs but that was not <laughs> supposed to be bangs well you live and learn you know now you look great thank you <laughs> i approach it much more naturally now yes. more honestly i'm more honest with myself talking about honesty with this episode yeah you got it got it but what do you think's going forward well, one thing What's I think we happen? saw a lot, again, I'm, I mentioned this in our last um, after show, but I'm seeing a lot in this episode of mm-hmm. the Corey Topanga relationship, which I was happy to see. Yeah. Like I said, I think that they had to establish the girls and guys first of this generation of the Girl Meets World characters um, before they could kind of go back to focusing on Corey and Topanga because they didn't want us to think this is just more Boy Meets World all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy to see that there's the Topanga-Corey thing because it's, it's very funny. Um, it's smart. Right. I love seeing Corey. Um, I'm going to get to my prediction. I'm just seeing what I saw here. Okay. To preface my prediction, but <laughs> like we see Corey as, um, he's a little bit of a kid. He's a parent. You right. still see a lot of him as a kid. He's kind of one of the kids and also the parent and kind of, I feel like seeing more of Corey figuring out his role, right? Seeing him struggle with, okay, mm-hmm. like I'm not 
the boy meets world anymore. Like, I'm man. I'm the man now. I'm not the boy. Man meets world. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> the third, like, uh, sequel. You know, and so... I want to. I want to see more of that. I want to see mm-hmm. more. I like that Corey's kind of one of them, and that's cute and it's funny. But also, he's the dad now, and I want to see him developing more and his right. relationship with Topanga because she seems actually a little bit more, which she always did, even in Boy Meets World. She's a little more like wearing mature, developed, wearing the pants exactly, kind of like being the one who's like, "Come on, Corey," you know, teaching him. Mm-hmm. So I'm predicting that we'll see more and more of Corey and Topanga, and like you said, maybe we'll see. Um, We'll see Sean. Well, we know right. we're going to see Sean at some point. Know it. Reunion um, episode. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we'll see more of that. I love the kids and I love Augie. I want to see more. Like I would love a whole. His own storyline uh, again. Yeah. I love, like, I love I, how he pops in, but yeah. I'd love to see more of him. Like his storyline with Ava. I want to see. Yes. I want to see him have his own storyline with Riley. Cause it's like it's whatever her storyline is. It's always the main storyline. Yes. And him with Far- Farkle would be awesome. I don't know. Yeah, just, but there are other good maybe, characters on their own there for yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe like take your brother to school day. Take your little brother Ooh, to school yeah. day. I don't know. Or I maybe, think we'll see the Ava. Um, the Ava, uh, you think she'll be the back? Ava Augie five year old. Yes, I don't want to say I know she'll be back, but. I have a strong <laughs> feeling that she'll be back. It would have been fun to see them at the dance, like dancing together. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're really good young actors, so they yeah. can pretty much do anything so far. So I'd like to see more of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Again, we're going to keep the episodes short since the show's only 20 minutes and we don't have a guest. We're going to keep them short. We're not going to talk longer than the actual show itself. We're not going to do that to you. <laughs> You can find me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter. And where can we find you, Lee? You can find me at Lee M. Epstein on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And please do write to us and comment on the shows. We love hearing from you. We love your questions. We'll we'll read them on the show. So please do write to us, follow us, all that good stuff. You can call in 424-256-1729 and chat with us. 424-256-1729. There you guys go. And you can always check out, right now we're in Studio C. We'll either be in A, B, or C. But you can click on them on AfterBuzzTV.com. You can download the shows on iTunes or watch us on YouTube as well. Yeah, check us out and come back. We're going to have guests coming back soon, so please stay with us. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 